Today on the Ask a Photographer podcast, we're going to talk about the best time of day for portrait photography. Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm from Biblino.com. Today's question comes from Amy, and she says, I'm trying to maximize my time with 15 portrait sessions that I booked from a recent offer. Last year, I had roughly the same amount of clients with a similar offer, but I failed to do five of them. The weather and the client's busy schedule resulted in lost money. My sessions are one hour to 90 minutes long. What is the best time of day to get the maximum amount of portrait sessions done? Hey, Amy, thanks for your question, and congratulations on those 15 sessions that you booked from your recent offer. Um, You're obviously doing something right with your advertising, and congratulations. I really like hearing success stories like that. To answer your question, what is the best time of day? Well, the thing is, if you get the conditions right, you can photograph all day long. There are three things that come into play if you're photographing outdoors. There's the session length, the choosing the time of day that works for you and your client, and the third being the location that suits the time of day that you're photographing. So let's start with the session length. The session length uh, you've got here for one, one and a half hours long. That's standard. Um, I generally do a similar type of length of, of session. I I actually sometimes go over to a couple of hours depending on the client and or how far we've traveled to get to a location. But I think if you can work this smartly, you can actually do it in an efficient way that you can condense your session a little bit to allow you to get the quality work that that you and your clients are used to, but also fit more hours in the day. So, and fit more sessions within the day. So if you can maybe keep your session down to one hour, now that would include f- at least 45 minutes of solid photographing and then have 15 minutes there as a buffer for you to have a quick chat to the client in the beginning of the actual session. So, you know, get them warmed up, walk into the location. Um, I like to, you know, greet my, greet my clients. If there's any kids, you know, just have a chat to them or try to make them laugh somehow but all while we're actually walking to the location then you know we start photographing i try to go as solid as i can for about 45 minutes um, or 50 minutes and then giving you say maybe you know five or so minutes at the end just to say goodbye uh, to your clients and to thank them and then also to let them know what the next stages are in regards to the process of getting their photos. I mean, this is a type of thing you probably would already explain to them on the phone or if you met them in person, but it's nice to tell them again, keep them back of their mind. So if you do in-person sales, you know, you let them know that there is a viewing session coming up in the next week and you'll be contacting them via email and or, you know, you're actually booking the time then, whatever it may be, however you may have your uh, procedures set out. Just remember, if you keep everything within an hour, it will allow you to do, say, two sessions in the morning and two sessions in the afternoon quite comfortably, allowing you to have a nice big break in the middle of the day to hydrate and just rest and, and, and feed yourself. Because if you're photographing, say, four uh, one-hour sessions, I mean, that, that's quite a lot of sessions that you've got to be, I guess, um, energetic and on the ball and and, and, create, and think creatively and try to, you know, get the best quality photos. Also, just to think about if you've got, say, two sessions in the morning um, or two sessions in the afternoon as well, you will need to have a little bit of buffer in between each uh, session if you're doing the back-to-back type thing and just, you know, maybe leave 10 minutes 
um, buffer. So, and, and this this will mean that if your clients are late or if you're if you've overshot, you know, from the previous session, and you know, because you're having a lot of fun with them, uh, nothing wrong with that. And that will give you a little bit of buffer, or even if you need to go to the toilet or you know do something with your equipment, it gives you that time. So that's just uh, something to keep in the back of your mind. Also, you could potentially do the sessions in the way where you've got one session in the morning and maybe three in the afternoon, or even maybe you could fit four in the afternoon. It just depends on when the sun is setting. And this is the type of thing that you um, have to be very strict with yourself. Um, I know it's very easy to overshoot a session, and you know, especially if you, you think to yourself, oh, I'm, I'm getting some good photos here, I'll keep on going, keep on going. Well, you've just got to cut it off and, and just try to um, get that feedback from the customer and see, you know, they're getting bored, uh, the kids had too much, are the kids getting tired now? And then, you know, you definitely know that's, that's a good time to um, start wrapping things up. In regards to choosing a time of day, this really depends on the client that you've got. If you've got young kids, say from like 10 years and younger, I like to get them first thing in the morning because kids at that age, they go to bed early and they get up early. So by the end of the day, they're a little bit cranky, don't want to listen to anyone. And look, it just depends on the child. Um, I know that some kids, when they're about, I think, uh, five years and under, they're probably still having naps. Also, if kids are still nursing, you've got to really put the sessions around their feeding time. And that's just something to think about. And now, if you've got, say, young couples, they may not want to get up so early. Uh, you know, they want to maybe go to the market and, and do their own stuff. Also, if you've got families that have teenagers, they're probably not going to really want to get up so early in the morning and do a morning session. They prefer to do an afternoon session. And then, of course, there are clients that potentially would want to you know, have afternoon sessions because they want to get that, you know, sunset type photos. And that, and that's perfectly fine. Um, you just have to make sure that uh, you can fit them in within the day. Now, third um, on, on the list would be choosing a location that suits the time of day of shooting. So if you're doing a morning session, uh, I find that as we're getting closer, say, to 11 o'clock, you know, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, the sun is going to be pretty intense and it's going to be quite high. Uh, and you've got to pick locations that, well, work for that type of lighting. So what I generally do is that, I mean, my area has a lot of uh, trees and bush and, you know, the canopies from the trees are really, really good. I, I love um, putting my clients at the edge of um, where the canopy casts a shadow. Um, this is the same thing I do with um, with weddings as well. When there's a big group and, and it's just uh, the wrong time to take those type of family photos, I put them at the edge of the canopy where it casts its shadow. And so they're, they're in the actual shade themselves. And what happens, the light gets dragged into the shade and illuminates their faces. It, it's a pretty cool trick if you haven't tried that. And, and what I tend to do is have two or three locations within a small walking uh, distance. So we're talking like 200 meters um, apart. So I've got two or three locations that uh, I can start off and, and then I can finish or even do a full circle and come back. And some of these locations are under big trees or there's some that are in the open. And then there's others that uh, may have some uh, structures for the kids to, to go and play. Um, and, and that's the type of thing that my clients that come to me enjoy they they want to have the kids do the type of things that they normally would and, and not be uh, posed so what i tend to do is 
If the session's going really, really well, I'll let the kids dictate where, where the next location, or even I've photographed people in the same location for the whole hour. And then what it is, it's just them um, interacting with each other and, and you know, um, getting nice, happy photos uh, that uh, that they enjoy. And, and, and they're the things where that's when you use a short lens and, and a long lens to get different angles uh, going, and, and that will give you a variety of photos, and you can actually achieve that all in one location. But if you're starting, um, if you're photographing first thing in the morning and working your way all the way to the end of the day, so sometimes having these three or four locations up your sleeve, especially if you're photographing first thing in the morning and then, you know, you're working all the way through the day, you'll notice that as the sun uh, starts moving, you, of course, go to the particular location that works best and that has the best lighting, and that will allow you to photograph all day. These are the things that I think you just need to go and scout and, and, and just take a take a friend or even what I like to do is is go to a location, extend my, my hand out as far as I can and take a photo with a wide angle lens uh, and, and just expose for, for my hand and just see what the light looks like when it's falling on my hand. Um, and then of course, you know, just seeing is there anything interesting that the people that are there could use um, within the location? Because sometimes kids like to climb trees or if they want to maybe bring some props like a picnic blanket or, you know, things like that. You just have to talk it over with your um, with your clients beforehand. So four, possibly five sessions in one day is uh, is definitely capable. And you could knock over those 15 portrait sessions provided you get nice weather um, in, you know, in over three days. So, you know, if you can do a Saturday, Sunday, and then a, then the weekend after that, um, you know, uh, another Saturday or a Sunday there to, to finish it over over two weeks. Now, there's a, there's a couple of things I just want to bring up. You did mention that uh, you, you failed to do five of the sessions, and that was due to the weather and the client's busy schedule. Look, we can't control the weather as much as I have a love and hate relationship with the weather person. It's one of those jobs that can be consistently wrong and still have a job at the end of the day. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can't control the weather. But what you can do is make sure that there is a booking fee. Now, I don't know if you've charged a booking fee, but if you charge, say, a, a sitting fee or booking fee, whatever you may want to call it, just enough to cover your costs of going and, and you know editing the photos and being being on site and you know so some people have booking fees that are anywhere from fifty dollars to two hundred dollars two hundred fifty dollars it just depends on on the market there that you're in now if you've got a booking fee this will weed out anybody that is not a hundred percent certain about getting a portrait session because we want people to come to our sessions and not waste our time last thing we want to be is stood up or even um, you know know only 10 minutes before you're meant to go out there that they've decided to change their mind, which is painful. So having a booking fee, but also having a contract. So a contract, which, you know, you've got, it's got to be fair. You know, you, you don't want the contract to, to be always in your favor, but, you know, having a contract that may say that, uh, you know, you're paying your deposit, it you won't get it back if you decide not to take the session, but putting in uh, a clause in there saying that uh, if you have to reschedule, it's got to be done within three months. You know, something sh a short period. You don't want to leave out to six months because people are going to be 
you know, they're going to forget about it. Um, you can even maybe have it shorter. It just really depends on, on how um, you want to, to do that. But it's important that you have a contract that they will sign, but also have a booking fee to cover your initial costs because if they don't buy any products after, um, you've got that, uh, um, you know, fee there to help you out. Now, just another thing is the logistics of, of multiple sessions in one day. You see, you can easily do four sessions, maybe more by yourself, but um, you know, you've know you got to plan it well. You've got to have that little buffer, as, as I talked about earlier, uh, in between the sessions for the what-ifs and just-in-case. But you know, you've got to also think about people that may be late, uh, people that may not have never been to the location before, and even though you've given them a map and, and Google uh, map details, they may still not get it, and they may want to call you. But of course, you're you know you're you're photographing somebody else. You know that's when you can have somebody that uh, will come with you on the day and be the uh, the contact point. So if you're still photographing, I know that people will turn up and they'll just watch you. But what if they need to contact you? And it's nice to have somebody that they can talk to. Otherwise, that just brings an extra bit of stress to them, but also to you. You're wondering where on earth the clients have gone. So that's just something to think about. It could be just, uh, you know, somebody they actually hire uh, for that, but also it could be a family member that, you know, you've, you've trained up to to just take the this information and, and, you know, basically help out the clients. The other thing would be to, th- to think about backups. You see, if you've got a... a um, a camera that can shoot to two memory cards. So if you've got a camera that has two memory card slots, you can configure in such a way that it will put photos on both cards, giving you a backup. You know, that's a very safe way of doing it. You know, if you were to lose your camera, yeah, then you're definitely in trouble. But um, it just means that uh, you won't have to bring a laptop to, um, you know, to download your photos. Now, if you don't have a camera that has a second memory card slot, that's fine. You can bring a laptop on site. Just be uh, careful as to where you keep it and having a small backpack, uh, an, an, or, an ordinary backpack that doesn't scream laptop or camera bag is um, definitely ideal for there. And don't forget about water and food. You need to hydrate yourself throughout the day, uh, especially in the warmer um, seasons. And also you've got to eat. Um, you know, you don't want to get headaches or anything like that. You, you just want to be full of energy and, and enthusiasm that you have from the first session of the day to the last session of the day. There you go, Amy. That's pretty much it. I don't think there's anything else I, I, I can add to that. You've just got to work out for yourself. How long can you photograph to get the same quality of work, but, you know, keep the sessions nice and tight and, 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 and just keep focus. It's very hard to do over a course of a day. Um, it's, you know, you may let a couple of sessions slide because of, um, you know, getting tired or you're just, you know, having fun. But the, the important thing is to actually have fun, right? Because we're in here to photograph people and to make money, but also we want to enjoy our craft as well. So thanks for your question, Amy. And uh, all the best. If you have a question that you'd like featured on the show, go to biblino.com forward slash ask to submit your question. I'd love to hear what you think of the show by going to iTunes or Stitcher and giving me a review and a rating. And don't forget to subscribe so you get notifications of new episodes. Thanks for listening. Until next time, get out and take more photos. Oh, look, it's a cat in front of a sunset.